two first round picks. They played like canted. I've got a stack of losses, so. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's my dad. He's like Twinkle Toe, isn't he? Well, he was a magic day. When Ferrari came on, it was just literally like two clowns playing opposite each other. To be fair, if I lost to me, I'd be pretty pissed off. Oh my god, what an idiot I am. Welcome to episode two of the Sesh Gremlin Championship podcast. I'm Andy Johnny Lawrence McKinney, the runaway leader of the league this year. I'm joined again by Matthew Benelson Nelson, the hello, the current champion. But I dare say that won't last for long. Um, <laughs> getting getting in early there. Yeah, wow. definitely. Uh, how are you? Firstly. Very well, mate. Very well. Um, off the back of victory in, in game week uh, 15, I'm, I'm doing well. We've Thank had you. two game weeks since uh, our last podcast. How did you get on with the midweek before? Uh, probably. I can't even remember. I, I lost. Um, probably. Shouldn't be talking about that. It's all about positivity on this, uh, on this, <laughs> this, ch- this chat. Actually, in fact, this, this, the same game week that we're discussing, how did, how did you get on? I'm sure you played our... Our guest today, Ryan, did was it a, a storming victory oh, for yourself? I can't, can't quite remember what happened, oh. but maybe Ryan uh, can fill us in. Well, yeah, we yeah. are joined. Uh, our guest this week is Ryan Wheeler of Tower Power, the former champion. Uh, although there is some um, contention re- uh, surrounding that. Welcome to the podcast, Ryan. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, no contention around that. The trade was perfectly legal. It was accepted <laughs> by all. There was no question about it. But yeah, I did beat you last week after you uh, spent the week trying to get me to drop players. Like, trying to be a good friend friend, and being like, you know what? You could drop Kanati, you could drop a couple of people, you're holding on to them for no reason. And I ended up doing it. And then, yeah, I beat you. Oh, United have just scored. Look at that. Yeah, Um, yeah. Uh, Mason Green. And this collusion runs deep. No, he was trying to, um, he was just trying, I always hang on to people longer than I should, and we'll probably discuss this a lot in the podcast, but I hang on to people a lot longer than I should, just because I'm like, like Kanate, he's an absolutely brilliant defender, he should get a chance, but he won't happen until next season, because Klopp likes to give players a year to fit in. Yeah. So Andy's absolutely right in telling me to drop the player, you know, he's not going to play, if he does play, it's going to be once every three or four weeks, you don't need to keep hold of him, and it just so happened against Andy that I dropped... Who did I pick up? I picked up uh, Nathan Collins, Cooper, Gilman, Allen, Fred. Fred. Um, and yeah, I, just, I think they scored me, what, 95 plus points? And I ended up beating uh, the runaway leader, Johnny Lawrence, to bring it <laughs> back down to earth a little bit. You couldn't have done better with those pickups, Matt. I, I'm extremely angry with it. But I'm, I'm glad you listened to my advice. <laughs> Greenwood's goal, by the way, for United. What a goal. I just tried to uh, get him off Dan, but he uh, he wasn't for trading. So no, Dan Dan's hit and miss with the trades, isn't he? He's got him on the trade block, but then you offer him someone for a trade on his trade block, and he keeps rejecting it. So I don't know what would he you wants. Would you mind? Would you mind uh, sharing with us who you offered? Yeah, I, I actually offered Ishmael Asar. That's a trade. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, decent. that is. Yeah, he's playing every week. He's Sar. He's, he's injured at the moment, injured. but he's back yeah. in two weeks, three weeks, and he plays every week. I mean. They both got the same amount of points, but Greenwood starts what one every two or three games. Yeah, true. It's just COVID, I mean, so. it's a shame he's injured, but that's a, that's an offer. That is, yeah, yeah. I thought I'd, ex- I'd have accepted that. <laughs> you never accept my trades now. No, well, actually, to be fair, I think I've accepted more trades one this year than I have in the my previous five or six seasons. So. Um, but yeah, if you if you send me one and it's right, then you know, if it's all like me giving away Christensen and Henderson who are romping the, away with the points for Danny Ings who's injured and James who have dropped, then you know we'll go for it. Can't be worse just than looking uh, at Rodrigo. <laughs> well, I'm just I was just oh, looking at your trades. Uh, Seventy dollars fab for Rodrigo. So uh... I almost picked him up as well just for the pod. I almost picked him up just to have him on my team, but. Hey, he might be playing, you know, because Banford's um, apparently injured himself, as Jordan told us by uh, doing his celebration on whenever he did we played. Aspas, did he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, except he might be out for a bit longer than Aspas. He did it because he got, um, he were on a yellow, wasn't he? So, uh, to, uh, he took, a, took his shirt off to get a yellow so they could get suspended while he while he recovered. Nice. Genius. That's, that's yeah, it. Beckham. <laughs> genius. Beckham, yeah. 
classic Beckham. So Ryan, um, you are a former champion of this yes. league. Um, back in the Togger days, yeah? Yeah. Um, and there was there was a, an asterisk next to that, which I can't dispute really, given what happened. No. Mess, what happened? Can you just fill it fill, for our listeners and for me, because considering I um, can't so, remember. So what happened is, is my former brother-in-law was who might come show be on at the podcast at some point. Um, he was in the league and I think he was just, he just wasn't feeling it that season. And he just messaged and said, look, I'm not really bothered. Send me a trade and I'll accept it for whoever. And I was like, all right. Ah, right, okay. So I sent a bunch of, I think it was like James Milner and Charlie Adam for like Alexis Sanchez and someone else. And it was a season <laughs> that Alexis Sanchez was just banging in goals for Arsenal. Um, was it Wolf Zaha as well? Or did I get him? No, I didn't. I think you got Zaha. Yeah. Um, it worked out that every game I played, I think bar one, I would have won without Sanchez anyway. So that's why I'm not too bothered. But I did... Uh, I did benefit from Alexis Sanchez for sure. I think in the, I don't think we were doing playoffs at the time, but I think I did end no, up winning the league by like eight or nine points. So, yeah, runaway leader then, as, um, <laughs> as it would go. Absolutely. I think that was my first year. Yeah, maybe. Um, so I, I hadn't quite, you know, get into the groove of running away with the lead. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you have you have started this season fairly inconsistently i think is fair to say um uh, how would you, you you obviously came into the season without a first round pick yes um can you explain how that happened i can't quite remember how that happened so for some unbeknownst reason i thought tiago would be absolutely amazing so oh god the yeah. year before yeah so last season we introduced the um free agency money the fab um, and I decided it would be a great idea to give um, to gain a hundred fab from another player in return for my first round pick next year or this year. And I ended up picking up Gareth Bale and Thiago, um, both of whom kind of underwhelmed. Um, yeah, well, I got to the semi final, I think. I lost to Jordan. Oh. Only, only just as well. Oh, four, four points in it. I had yeah, four. and it was because really I think someone didn't play a full game or someone got injured. I like I lost. It was a, it was a close game. Like Jordan was the worthy winner, but it was a close game. I got to the semi final, and you know it was it it was what it was. And I ended up losing out on a first round pick this year. But um, I don't know if you want to. Well, well, I'm sure we'll end up talking about the the draft. But I, I think I got myself into a better position than I ended up leaving myself in from last season to this season. So, but I just, I, I, this is contentious. Your third round, I mean, obviously you picked up Thomas Suchek, second round, great pick, especially from last year. And I think it's coming in a bit of form and he's run more at kilometres than any other player in the Premier League. To How press. many points did you get for kilometres run? Can you just check that for me? <laughs> uh, you get, you get, you get, yeah, I look at different stuff to the stats. This is why I'm, I'm where I am. And you are, you are where you are. Um, but then third round pick, Jack Harrison was amazing for me last year. And I guess that's why you picked him. And unfortunately, he's been massively underwhelming for you this season. Um, so I've picked him sort of as probably the worst pick of the draft. And then Donny. He picked up in the 11th round, but obviously, for different reasons, it's just not played. Um, would you go along with that? Do you think anyone from your 16 picks is worse than those two? or um, Only Joao Pedro, because he's been injured until the last, what, three weeks. Um, yeah. But Jack Harrison picking him up in the third round, because... I thought that Bielsa wouldn't do what Sheffield United did and have the worst second <laughs> season syndrome since fuck knows who. But yeah, yeah, Jack Harrison has been awful. Um, I listened to the podcast last week and you were talking about positions and trading, and I genuinely thought I had a hope of picking up Rafinha because <laughs> I was—I think I was really early in the second round as well. Yeah. I think you picked him like uh, just ahead of me, which is yeah. Uh, I, I, I was looking because I, I think. I don't know if it was Ben or Dan that was trying to get me. Oh, no, actually, it was Andy. It was Andy who was trying to get me to get rid of my um, first round pick for God knows what. I probably offered me, you know, an extra sixteenth round pick knowing Andy. Um, if I can just defend myself here, I was I was offering you the what <laughs> the the earlier pick in the first round, whatever that might be. This the ah uh, yeah maybe right. Sorry. And then so giving you the earlier pick just. 
because I wanted 12 and 13 to get Buendia and I really wasn't that bothered about getting Son or anyone like that. So, I mean, I'm glad I didn't do that because <laughs> if, if I did all that for Emi Buendia this season, I would not be too pleased. But um, We wouldn't yeah, be where you were, would you? So what pick were you in the second round, Ryan? Um, I think I ended up being the fourth pick. Yeah, you were, sorry, 16th overall, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I got... Um, I went with Thomas Suchek because I think he, based on last season's point scoring, I think he was 11th or something like that, so I was pretty happy that he was he was still around because despite his... Uh, you know, despite his anonymity in, in a midfield, he still picks up a lot of points. Like, he wanted... I don't know if you ever watched West Ham play, but because I have a stack of Declan Rice and Thomas Suchek, both West Ham centre midfielders, yeah. I tend to watch them quite a lot. And just seeing them both just roam around in midfield and just pick up points for interceptions and stuff, I'm 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 content with my uh, with my second round. Pick uh, and he got Suchek. and he got Rice like sixth round, which is insane given what he's, he's produced this season. He's been brilliant. I'm actually quite happy. Because um, Jordan had him last year, and I laughed at him for picking Rice, and he's like, "No, is it? You know, is it? He's a steady performer. He always gets seven to eight points." And I'm like, "Yeah, he does always get seven to eight points." Um, he's got a few more this season, though. Yes, he's got a few more goals this season. I think he's already reached his goal tally from last season. I think it was like three or four. I know it's not a lot, but he's getting assists as well. So and that's what you want. And he's good at driving the ball, and he likes in interceptions and dispossession teams, and just clearing up and. Obviously, he's tall, so he wins headers in the box, and he's um, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a great shout. And then the other one I picked out that it was an awesome, awesome pick is uh, is Reece James. Um, round four, we had three picks, and to be fair, all three of them for me, no Barnes and James, um, pretty pretty solid fourth round, I'd say. Yeah, um, Reece James is. Uh, I think it was Andy who um, he got our uh, he got a, a fantasy draft person to do like a little crystal ball into the season and be like hey here's a here's a here's a look at an in-depth uh, not an in-depth look but here's a quick look at everyone's teams and what i think they should do in this that and the other and the person wrote reese james has barely started a game probably should get rid of him and then the week after that he scored 45 points i think i think he scored two goals and got an assist and yeah. <laughs> every time he does something i just message andy and like i'm so glad <laughs> to listen to that mythic Mike person <laughs> oh, I really, really shouldn't have Rich James in my team. He's terrible. Oh, imagine him not starting because he got a red card and was suspended for three games. What a terrible what? idea it was to keep him. <laughs> I'm so glad about it. It's, it's brilliant. I had him last season I, um, and and I absolutely loved him. He didn't always start, like Azpilicueta was coming in quite a bit. But when he played, I, would, I just, yeah, I really would have liked to have got him this season. Um, but you time. No, but I, I don't like... I mean, that's one of the questions I was going to ask, actually. I remember when we changed our point-scoring system to to be a bit more generous to defensive players, you, Ryan, and uh, a couple of others aimed to pick up those sort of high-scoring defenders earlier on. Yeah. Last, last season, not this season, but the, the one just gone, you actually picked up um, Trent first, which is, I mean, that's a great pickup. You, yeah. you went for uh, Maguire in the third round as well. I think I, I just don't like picking defenders too early, but you ended up with that fourth round. Uh, you, what you had uh, this, what second, fourth, and fifth pick in the fourth round, yeah. which is a great a great position to be in. Has did that sort of level things out for not having a first round pick? Did you find that that was that was really helpful in the draft? It really did. So I think it was. I think you and I were talking. Um, like we always talk a couple of weeks before the draft, get excited, build a spreadsheet and where we're going to start picking <laughs> players. And I was looking at what my draft could end up like. And I was like, oh my God, this is awful. But then Jordan just came in and was like, I'll offer you your seventh round pick for a fourth round pick. And I was like, okay. But I, he's like, I'll give you my fourth and you give me a seventh and ninth and I'll give you a fourth and like 15th or something. I was like, Okay, yeah, all right, I'll do that. <laughs> and then I think someone else traded with me. I can't remember who it was now, but I ended up with three fourth round picks. And I, yeah, I had, I think it was, I had five picks in the first four rounds. So, yeah, it did. I mean, I'm still struggling without a decent, you know, a top, top point scorer. Uh, like last year, I think I picked up Trent, Riyad, and um, was it Maguire in the first three rounds? And Suchek, Harrison, and Bobby Firmino. 
like as were my first three picks this year just don't live up to that same expectation so it was a relief to have three fourth round picks yeah especially now harvey barnes has started performing a little bit um, once Bobby Firmino comes back in those games where Liverpool kind of struggle, I think it was a couple of games ago where they just scraped a 1-0 win, was it against Wolves? Like, Bobby yeah. Firmino would have probably been a better option for them there instead of Jota. Don't you dare. <laughs> just in those games, you know, like he's not going to start every game, but he's he's a different option. Like, you can see like what he does for the team. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to Firmino coming back because <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting on the ground already. Jeez, I have uh, I've got Embueno <laughs> as my only. I, I have Harvey Barnes. I can play up front as well, and Jack Harrison whenever he gets back in the team. But at the moment, Embueno is my only uh, my only striker because Sars injured, Firmino's injured, like Harrison's been dropped. Barnes isn't playing particularly well. He wasn't until the last couple of weeks playing too well. So, well, I'm just looking down the uh, the list of points at the minute, and your highest as it stands is Declan Rice on 191. Yeah. And he's nineteenth on the list. Yeah. Which I think, yeah, goes to goes to show um how bad other than James, obviously, I mean, two weeks ago when I when I started looking at your team, um, I mean you weren't doing too bad. James were put seventeenth and Rice were at twenty first, so he's come up a few places and James has dropped down. He's not had a great couple of games, has he? Um, no. James F. Well, before last week before two weeks ago. He like the only time he'd scored under twenty five points, I think it was, was the games where he didn't start. Yeah. So he's got I think he scored forty four points in his first start against Arsenal, twenty nine, thirty points against Norwich, twenty one seven nil, forty five against, against Leicester. Yeah, twenty five against Leicester, twenty three against Burnley, and then yeah. United against United and West Ham he scored three and five. I mean, I really thought about playing him as a midfielder against West Ham. Yeah. If I had done that he would have scored like twelve points, I think it was, maybe a bit more. So, it's nice to have that flex. I was I was against the flex positions actually. We we have that in the, in the league. Like you can play a player as a defender or a midfielder, and I was very much against it. But now I think I think I finally got on board with it. Now I can play James as a midfielder or a striker. Uh, well, I, I, or a defender. Not a striker. <laughs> <laughs> not a striker. It could. It, to be fair, it could probably play him and Trent could probably play on the wing. I'd say further forward, right wing. Um, and I don't think they'd look out of place, but yeah, uh, I agree with the flex. I mean, it's given me options. Oh, absolutely. The I, I play in a couple of other leagues, you know, the community league and the junior league, and the lack of options in midfield, in particular, and I'm, I'm finding actually I'm struggling with forwards as well. The lack of options in midfield, it just would have ruined the game for us. Well, I think having having that that ability to put Son in midfield say or you know someone like that just makes yeah. it so much more interesting you can you can do what Ryan just said there of putting James in midfield I did it with Cucurella, uh, Cucurella against you Ryan last week yeah you did yeah and, and they conceded Brighton but there was a tactical advantage to put him, putting him as a midfielder so I think that having that in is so advantageous not just from a, a squad building point of view but actually from a tactical point of view from game to game I just don't see how Chelsea, like watching Chelsea today, just before the podcast, watching Chelsea at the weekend against West Ham, watching them against United when United barely did anything against them and they still look shaky. Like having yeah. one Chelsea defender and being able to play him in midfield for the next few weeks while Tuchel adapts and changes his tactics, because I think they've been found out now, is going to be ideal because I can I can still keep him in. He has a chance of getting me assists, but I just don't think they're going to be clean sheets for him like, for at least the next few weeks. Are you saying that a Chelsea defensive stack would be a terrible idea? I think it would be a terrible idea. If anyone in our league has done that this year, then I think they're in for a bad, a bad winter period. Well, I hope that I hope that's true of Saturday because um, my team Leeds have, have got Chelsea, and I hope I hope we put up quite a few past them. I can't see it personally, but um, just as plays and scores, that'd be fine. Yeah, I've just picked up Rodrigo <laughs> for the weekend, so hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, ja- in January I'll offer you seventy fab soon if you want. No, you get more fab. Well, we um, you mentioned there we changed our point scoring system to um, to allow more defensive stats to be counted, and we included passing as one of them. And I think one of my star men from last year was um, Ashley Westwood from Burnley. Uh, and I think I was I was one of the first people to adopt that strategy of just having just nothing midfielders that do the you know the grunt work that never used to get you know like Kante, Westwood, 
Uh, I think Brownhill's doing it this season. Oliver Norwood was one of my early pickups in the dra in the draft last season. Well, I was looking at that actually because your draft is actually very funny from last year. Can I just very quickly go through? Yeah. So you are correct in that you picked up um, Norwood in the fifth round, which sounds ridiculous, but actually, yeah, he was very productive. Um, so yeah, Trent, Mares, Maguire, Jesus, so far so good. Norwood, Allen was another one from Everton that we were quite excited about. He just joined from Napoli, so I can mm -hmm. see the appeal of that. <laughs> just with you saying about uh, Leeds doing the Sheffield United. Uh, so you got Norwood from Sheffield United, Ender Stevens. Jordan Henderson, the Gary Classic, uh, Saiz, Mark Noble, yeah, George Baldock from Sheffield United, uh, Ivan Caballero from Fulham. Uh, was he injured though, Baldock? Did he was he the one that got injured yeah, pretty early on? Yeah, but well, I and traded then, him away to Dan and he got injured under Dan. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, Andy, carry on. No, no worries. Uh, you actually finish off pretty well. Douglas Louise for Aston Villa, uh, Bednarek for Southampton, who has a lot of. Uh, Shaky performances, but actually does okay sometimes. Got a couple and of nine nils against him. Pascal Gross in the last round, which is a, a massive pickup. But yeah, that I just thought that was an extremely funny draft, given how the season panned out. You've, you've got maybe eight, eight or nine players there that either got relegated or barely played. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah, I enjoyed looking at that. I just thought I'd bring that up for for no reason other than to just uh, <laughs> laugh. No, it was funny because I think when we did the review, it was like, oh, you know. Your team's not going to do well, right? And it's 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 not. You know, you've got some dodgy players in there. I think I picked up Westwood off uh, free agency, and he ended up scoring me like 12, 13 points every week. I know he got a few extra assists last year than he did he has in previous years, but just just so many things like that he that he does where he, just, he, he like in the first half he'd have one point. And I'd be like, oh my god, if I, he's gonna he's gonna do me over here. And then in the second half, I checked the the final result and he scored like 12, 13 points from just just being busy. And it's, yeah. it's just brilliant. That's what you want, isn't it? I, I mean, don't get... go on. I, I got um, I got the same thing last year. I got the stick. Obviously, given that I picked up loads of Leeds players, um, and Calvin Phillips, I think I picked him third round or maybe second round, and um, I had the, I had the same sort of you're not going to do well. How you're going to think we Leeds team? Obviously, Leeds were an unknown quantity at the time. Um, but yeah, I think we both finished the season pretty strongly, actually. And I, I think it would have been a lot closer in the final had you have got there. I, can't, I don't know if I can see how many points I got, but I think I scored more than Jordan in the final. I actually think I would have made it... I think I spoke to Andy about this. I don't know if I still have the conversation, but I think I was in within like 10, 15 points of view and I obviously would have had a different team out as well. So it was just yeah. my head out. So it would have been a lot closer. I still yeah, think he'd won. But, but yeah... It's it's just nice to have because it's a twelve man league. Options are thin in midfield, and yeah. we have to flex positions because we have the extra points available. It really does make other leagues like just kind of unbearable at times because you go into another just generic fan tracks league and the point system's different. Um, you can't put players in different positions. It's just it's kind of boring. <laughs> oh, you're spot on. I mean, looking at my my week last week from. Um... From one of one of the other weeks, I mean, Henderson two points. You know, I don't know how many in our league, but it, that would probably be up by you know four or five or something because you you do get a bit more. It just it, it makes every every second of every game a bit more interesting, as opposed to it, it's you know it's not quite as bad as uh, fantasy Premier League. No, but it's it's closer to that than we probably realised before we changed the scoring. Yeah, definitely. That's it. Yeah. So speaking, um, speaking of scoring, actually, Ryan, um, you you often uh, bemoan your luck um, in terms of scoring highly one week and and still losing yeah. uh, when when you maybe would have beaten a handful of other teams. Um, you are currently ninth in the table. You've actually scored um, 0.5 more than second place Gary at Longlegs FC. Mm -hmm. So it does kind of prove your point. Um, is that something that disheartens you when you when you are playing or is that something that is just part of the game and you, you get on with it? No, it's just part of the game and I get on with it. So I was looking at this myself. I've scored the sixth most, sixth most points in the league and I've conceded the second most points in the league. Only China's conceded, I think it was like 30. 
He's conceded 1961, I've conceded 1934.7. And then the next closest is the bottom of the league, who's conceded 1893. <laughs> so I've conceded 40-odd more points than bottom place, and I'm currently in ninth. And it's, it's just un, unfortunate, isn't it? Like, last season, Jordan made it to the playoffs and to the final by having one of the lowest point totals, I think, in the league. Just because he had favorable matchups every week, not every week, it wasn't favorable matchups, but the 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 points fell in his favor all the time. Yeah. I think there was a stat correction last season where he ended up beating me by 0.3 points, even though I had like a three and a half point lead, and yeah, that, that was very annoying. But it, it, it's annoying in the moment, but thinking back to it, like just now, I'm like I deserve to be ninth because there are times where I've either picked the wrong person or you know not just not been good enough. And I'm, I'm okay with it. It's fine. Cool. I was going to actually allude to that with the um, you're picking up with the wrong people. On August 31st, you made a really good pick and you picked up Maxwell Carney um, for Ben White. And then not three weeks later, did or less than two weeks later, you dropped him and picked up Michael Keane. And I just, with how he's, what he's produced for Burnley, which I hate, um, <laughs> but with what he's produced... I, I, do you have any regrets of dropping him? Do you do you wish that we could turn back the clock and you could keep him? Oh yeah, for sure. I see. I see it all the time. I dropped Tarkowski midweek because he was he was on a red card, and I picked up um, Nate Collins, and yeah. then I dropped Nate Collins thinking I was going to get um, Tarkowski back, and then the person I played at the weekend, Dan, picked up Tarkowski. You got twenty six points today. Yeah, and it was it was annoying. Yeah. But, I always end up dropping people and someone else ends up picking them up. But yeah, Cornet is definitely one that um, I think I picked can, up Keen to try and win a week and I don't think it quirked out. Can um, you, um, oh, I'm going to ask why, why did you drop him, but you've just answered that question. But um, uh, yeah, that was looking through your uh, sort of his transaction history. That's probably the biggest one that I've picked out other than obviously Tarkovsky, but that you've dropped and I was scratching my head as to why. And then the other one, the one that's caused a bit, well, no controversy, but it could have done, is the pickup of Elise on October the 5th. I mean, Andy spoke about this during the week that Andy would give you some hints and tips and pointers to pick up the said Elise. Elise, yeah, but that, that was more like, it was, it was sort of half, I don't want anyone else to have him, and half, you know, I, I thought he'd be a lot better than he has been. Um, yeah. So it was, it was, you know, I was giving him a bit of a, we, I do this quite a bit, and actually, it's probably annoying for Ryan. And it, it ultimately, <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> it worked out for him on uh, last week because he ended up beating me because I kept nagging him about keeping players. Um, but there's, I'd rather Ryan have, and this isn't collusion in any way. I'd rather Ryan had a player that I thought was going to be good than, say, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, so, I'd, agree, I'd agree with that. And I'm sorry, Ryan, that he didn't work out so well. Yeah. No, well, I. It's funny because when I played you, I just at the weekend before I'd what I, I started at least a um, against Nell. Did I, did I win? Yeah, you beat me by like fifty yeah. points. Yeah. I started at least I think it was against Nell, and I went to watch the. Um, I have a couple of friends that I met during the um, like during the Euros over in Canada. And yeah. one was the Villa fan, another one was the Palace fan, and they both they have a supporters bar where they go and watch the games on a Saturday Sunday morning in Toronto. Okay. And they because they're in the same bar, I said, hey, you know what? When they're on, I'll come and watch the game. I'll sit in the middle and just kind of like be you know be Switzerland in the middle of you both. Like <laughs> I don't care who wins. I have no skin in the game. It doesn't really matter. And Alise was starting. I was like, right, I'll start Alise, and I watched Alise play for ninety minutes. And my God, was he terrible! Oh. He was so bad. I mean, I know he's not bad, but in that game, Villa were just much better than than Palace were. Palace has been bad for a couple of seasons. A couple of couple of seasons. Couple have been bad for a lot, many seasons. <laughs> they were bad, they've been bad for a couple of games. I know they're going to come out of it as soon because that's just what Palace do. But when I was coming up against Andy, I just thought, you know what? At least he's been bad. He's not going to be. He's not going to get any chances anytime soon either because Eze's back. Zaha's there. You know, they've got Edward. Yeah, so we spoke about it, didn't we, Andy? Yeah. So I picked up, I, I can't remember who I picked up in his place, probably Fred, but 
it's, it's worked out because Fred is now the best player in the world. <laughs> yeah, it really is, isn't he? He's transformed in the last two weeks. I think he must have a twin brother that we don't know about. Um, but, but it, when I picked when I picked Fred up, I think I picked up Donny because my 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 claim for Fred didn't go through. Right, and okay. when Ragnick came in, I thought Fred's going to get a lot of points here. Like he's going to be pressing the ball a lot. By luck or by chance, he's going to end up picking up a bunch of interceptions. He's just going to find himself in the way of the ball, whether he means to or not. He's just one of those players. <laughs> one of those players that just ends up in the right space. He's not very good on the ball. But he yeah. can win the ball back, um, and it's just worked out. I mean, he's got what two goals or an assist, yeah, two assists against that uh, against um, against Arsenal. He got a goal last week. Um, yes. I, still, I think he'll do. I think he'll pick up some good points. Well, he will do if he if he continues the same way. I mean, I think I made a, a comment. I don't know if it was in the group or to Andy separately, but he played like Kante did against Arsenal or does. I mean, it's, I'm not saying it for a second is like Geldart's Messi or anything. I'm just saying for that particular game, it was absolutely everywhere. Um, and it just reminded me of, you know, Kante, but he's it's, it's nowhere near in the same league, but for that for that particular game. Me and Andy spoke last week about how it is watching the game now that you play, or we play this every week. Do you feel that it's changed the way that you watch games? Do you have less enjoyment, more enjoyment? Because um, obviously as we spoke, it's stressful watching games um, now that I play this league, whereas before I, I actually enjoyed them. I absolutely love watching football games now. I prefer it to, because I, I, I would never in a million years find any interest in watching Palace v Villa you know True. but now I'm because I have the players like even West Ham like West Ham are playing alright football but never would I thought you know what I want to watch West Ham and yeah. now I find myself just watching them and specifically just watching the midfield and being like right is Declan Rice made a run forward or is Suchek's making a little uh, a little lazy run into the back is someone going to you know is Cresswell going to whip the ball to the back post is, is Suchek going to be there um, yeah, I do find myself more invested in in games and more paying attention to what players are doing in games more than anything else. Like just seeing if a player, you know, Bruno Fernandez is king of uh, like key passes. Yeah, and all he does is pass the ball to Mason Greenwood or to Marcus Rashford in the middle of the park. They'll take on three players. Oh, pardon me. They'll take on three players and. They'll have a shot, and there's like 30 seconds after uh, Bruno Fernandez has given them the ball, and they'll get a key pass for it. So I was just, I'm just now looking out for people who make those kind of passes, and have teammates that can go on and do those things with the ball and get them extra points. And yeah. that's like Andy's picked up Timo Werner. He's gonna I, Timo Werner might not be the player you want him to be, but any other Chelsea player in the squad. We'll just give Timo the ball, and Timo will have a shot because that's what Timo does. Timo likes to shoot. So if you if you if Timo's playing, I get happy because James is going to give him the ball, and Timo's just going to have shots, and it's going yeah. to leave me, you know, so many points. And that's that's my enjoyment from watching this now since playing. I think it's what six or seven years. I'm yeah. one of the, I, I was one of the original people of the original six. Um, I think you were in it as well, Neil. Um, I, can't, I can't remember, honestly. I don't know if I... I think you were, because you were in Canada. I think it was me, you, Chan, Alex. Um, it was Dan. And then I think it was... Oh, was it Julian? Might have been Julian. And, um, have been. But, yeah, I was one of the original ones. Didn't have a clue what I was doing. I was playing it like Fantasy Premier League, which we all know is terrible. Um, yeah. well, I was having, still playing it. Becoming more invested in it, like when Andy came in the, the second season and we just spend... A lot of our friendship now is just watching, watching fan, fan tracks and seeing what's happening during the week and just watching football. And yeah, yeah. I just enjoy. Yeah, it hasn't. It's it's increased my excitement in watching football as opposed to making it stressful. I, I can see where you're coming from on it. I think like nights like Monday when Everton played Arsenal and me and Chan were so close. Yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. I mean, if he'd have won, their cop Podegaard had a really good game and. If you want for his yellow card, he would have won. But there's nights like that where I watch it and I 
don't like it. Like when I watched um, Manu Arsenal, no, not Manu Arsenal, who did I watch? And I had no players. It might have been Chelsea West Ham. And I just enjoyed it because I had no investment whatsoever in the game. Um, nice. But for I, I definitely pick up on the social aspect, like I, especially and since doing this pod as well, like speaking to you guys more and um, getting more involved in Twitter and on Instagram and, and that sort of side. I, I quite, I really enjoy that. But there's some games where I just like, no, nah, I can't do it, but I've got to do it because I'm invested. It was, uh, it's funny because I sent you a picture the other day, Nell, um, it was from six years ago and it was, you posted a picture on your Instagram of you beating <laughs> me by like 0.5 points or 0.25 points. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so annoying. <laughs> but it's just reminded me of you saying that and Andy's going to hate me for this, I'm sure, but he was gloating a couple of years ago. He's like, oh, I'm going to win. Oh, this is amazing. Oh, we had such a tight game going on. Old Trafford, David De Gea. 93rd minute, time wasting, yellow card. Yellow cards, yeah. Oh. And he texts me like, David Hay just got a yellow card. I'm going to lose. And he lost by a point, I think it was. He was so pissed. But it's, it's like it, that happened to me, didn't it, against Andy? I, Calvin Phillips fouled Son, got a yellow card, and that was yeah. game 93rd and a half minute, I think it was, if, you, if I'm right there, Andy. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, I, I remember the Calvin Phillips thing. I don't know what he's talking about to hear. <laughs> <laughs> that moment in games, you know, especially if you're the last, you're playing the last game of the week, and like what you had with Chan on on Monday. Um, now, it's it's stress inducing. You know, I, yeah. I had it. I had it with um, Luke earlier in the season when he had Decore just destroying oh my god yeah when and everton actually looked good yeah and it was just it was I, I felt like i was untouchable i felt like i had like a 50 point lead it probably wasn't that much but like i i've won it's fine and then decore turns up and he's he's taking shots he's keep passes he gets a goal he gets an assist and all of a sudden the next 20 minutes the last 20 minutes of the game i am on the edge of my seat not enjoying it at all i'm just looking yeah. at decore i'm looking at the bench i'm looking at any burnley player that's going to foul him and injure him i just want to get him off the pitch and that's the scored 25 points that game which isn't isn't crazy but in the context of the last player of the week was yeah crazy. it's not what you want is it you don't want it to be close yeah, want it to but it does it does you know we talked about it last week but it does change i was at um old trafford at the weekend and i picked up De Gea and dallo specifically for the occasion because i thought if i'm going to be there i might as well have some further investment and Dallow, watching Dallow was a delight. Like, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching him. And that was as a result of picking him up on fan tracks. Yeah. I, you know, I, had I not have had that, had I just have had Sancho, say, I would have come out of that probably a little bit like, oh, that was a shame. You know, and that's, that's you know, yeah. that one, and it, was a, it wasn't a very good game, but it was, you know, it was good to be there. And um, having that player... To look out for i think what ryan said before of cresswell whipping it into socek and yeah you're, you're just you're heading the ball you're doing what a manager does on the sideline <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you are, like oh oh he's just behind you square it square it you're you're actually willing the play to to head to your player and that you know there's there's going to be moments where you're going to hate the game because you lose to stat correction like you said right yeah. But, but there's going to be as many times, if not more, where you're going to be watching. watching a, If you've got Bruno and you watch him play a square pass to Greenwood and he goes and puts it in the top corner, you're going to be delighted with that because where did that come from? You know, you've just yeah. got 10 points, a massive, you know, a massive amount of points for very little, and that's quite thrilling. <laughs> Uh, so it's, it is it is a lot of fun, and, and I was I was thinking about this after we actually spoke last week on the first one. It, it it does enhance your experience. I think Ryan's spot on in terms of would I be watching Crystal Palace Aston Villa? No, I wouldn't. No. But but turning on the TV and having something to root for is is a good thing. I think on the, on the whole, the only other thing I can think compare it to is when you put a bet on a game. But there's no yeah. monetary gain in it, so that that stress is away from like say you know you put five on Palace to win or something, and you're watching the game and you're like, and your whole enjoyment from the game is just there, whether you win or lose money on it. I mean, we don't put money on this. This is like purely for fun. 
and purely for you know a bit of banter between friends and it yeah. does it helps like i played i played dan this midweek and it went down to the final game and he had Dinier, ramsdale and lacazette he could only play two of them and i had ben white and a 40 point lead i think it was but lacazette started and obviously ramsdale started ben white started so it was two against one and a 40 point lead and it was arsenal v everton i thought oh god if arsenal turn up and everton are as rubbish as they usually are this 40 point lead just like andy's three weeks ago you know in, in the third or fourth week against yeah. uh, against luke you know realistically like i said could score you know two or three goals or two goals get an assist anything ramsdale could you know keep a host make a host of saves and i actually actively cheered when Everton scored because it meant Ramsdale wouldn't get a clean sheet and therefore gain two extra points on Ben White. <laughs> Sim- similarly, I, I was head in hand when Odegaard slotted away the uh, cross from Tierney. I couldn't believe it that the one player that you didn't want to score actually popped yeah. the ball in the back of the net. But then, And then I was, like yourself, elated that Decore went through and assisted Richarlison, who got what must be a toenail of an offside. It was ridiculous. Oh, that was shocking, yeah. Shocking. Well, it, it was the same when I played Andy, like midweek. Cooper got a fantasy assist. Yeah. Um, what was it? Um, fantasy assist in the clean sheet. Burn. I got Nick Pope, who got a clean sheet. Collins got a clean sheet. Kilman got a clean sheet. Alan did all right. Fred obviously got an assist, uh, two assists, and Andy's yeah. like, oh, for fuck's sake, like. <laughs> when does that ever, time. ever fucking happen? You've got. Wolves just battering Burnley, but somehow can't score. So that would have been what minus eighteen points. points? Yeah, yeah. And then you've got Fred somehow breaking out of the bag. So and and, and uh, Sancho gave it to Fred on both yeah, occasions. Fred dropped it off to Ronaldo. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and he's cursing in the group chat like, "Why did yeah. Fred just shoot?" <laughs> like he always shoots. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's. I just want to point. Uh, go back to the point you just made, Ryan. Of um, if you've got a goal, if you've got a defender against a goalkeeper of the same team, the sort of relief that you have when someone when the team scores against them, <laughs> because you're putting them there is like right. Well, if the goalkeeper gets a clean sheet, at least I'm offsetting <coughs> the defender. Yeah. But the ideal scenario is yeah, they concede ten goals, or well, just at least one goal, because then. He's losing out on an extra two points, and how well, that was is it. That, but... it was it was, obviously I want West Ham to do well because I have you know Suchek and Rice, but um, it was in that game it was Brighton v West Ham. I think it was Morpé scored that brilliant over a kick with the last kick of the game, and Fabianski conceded who was your your keeper that week, and I was so happy that Fabianski conceded in the last <laughs> kick of the game. It was a beautiful goal as well, and it, it just. Was. It took you eight points further away. I know what you end up losing by like nineteen points, but that extra eight points or even ten points—that's massive. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and obviously you would have had hands in your ma- hands in your mouth, hands on your head because there was a big VAR check, wasn't it, to see if he was offside or not? Yeah. So it was. Um, I, I do, I do, I do get that it does add um, another dimension to watching football, and and there is a lot of times. Don't get me wrong, I'm watching Leeds, and I've got six players out there and they're all passing to each other and then someone assists someone I've gotten scores and I am buzzing. But I think it's just yeah. on the flip side when it goes hard. Like Dan this year, I mean, bless him, he, um, he's not having the greatest season and he's not really a fan of it at the moment. And I can see why. He's got players that aren't really doing it for him. And if you were watching him, he'd probably get even more annoyed, I would, I would assume, because I do. It's... It's it's very annoying for those things because I I've tried and he, he drafted Harry Kane in the first round which is by and large like probably one of the worst not not by any fault of him but it's one of the worst things that's happened to football this year at least for fantasy yeah. is Harry Kane not performing anywhere near where he should be performing I mean it's not a, it's not okay. a great it's not a great trade but I offered him Suchek for Kane many weeks ago and he never accepted it and now he's ended up with Lukaku. Who yeah. has scored what, like a grand total for nine like games? Three points. He's his last four games. October sixteenth, he didn't have him, but he got three point six. November twenty eighth, he scored two point six. December first, one point four three. December fourth, zero point eight two. And I'm just looking at that, going, you know, like if you'd have taken Suchek, you could have had like tens, fifteen points average a game, and you might be, you might have won a few more games. 
but yeah. I understand that wanting to give up Harry Kane for yeah. Sanchez. I That's absolutely hard understand. I think when when I got Sancho from Chan for for Ben Rama, I think that's that seems like a a player that he can give up Sancho. Yeah, he's not the, he's not going to take penalties. He's not going to score the majority of his side's goals. You know, as you would expect Kane to do. So to give up him for Ben Rama, who was scoring every week or assisting, he was scoring really good points. That yeah. that is more palatable than giving up Harry Kane for Socek, who might score five to ten goals and generally have a, a good floor, but not the highest ceiling. Yeah, I, I can I can understand why he's done that. I, I think he has done it because he is disinterested in the game. Um, I don't think yeah. years gone by he would have done this. No, uh, I'm happy he has because I think Kane's <laughs> going to do a lot better than uh, Romelu. Are you hoping? He, yeah, no, he will. Like Kane, if, if he doesn't get goals or shots, he will at least be involved in the play, which on the defensive side is is still massive because, like, with the extra points coming in, Kane is. I think Kane is better than Lukaku overall. And he's yeah. going to start. He's going to start. Yeah. Lukaku, even though he's coming back from injury, you'd expect him to start. Uh, starting games, but he got- might not. He might not at one week, you know. So well, Tuchel has t- t- Tuchel. Uh, Tuchel has <laughs> said that uh, that you know Lukaku isn't like he has a big decision to make every time Lukaku's fit because his team is like since Lukaku's come back and been on the bench, what have they done? Lost, drawn, and they drew again in the Champions League. Like that's that's not ideal. No. Well, it's good, it's good for me just to play in Leeds on Saturday, but yeah, I get it. He has got a big decision to make, and I'm. But I do think if they start playing him, because I thought they were more fluid without him. Yeah. But obviously, there's the, the miss a focal point. So, I mean, I'd rather he didn't play if I'm being honest, because if he's on it, he's on fire. He's going. I do, I do back him to, to hit the target and score. But I, I don't know. It's his, it's his headache, not mine. So I'm happy with that. So just to bring it back to the league itself this season, you are in ninth, um, which doesn't doesn't sound overly uh, great, really. But you are only six points off second, so you are within that group of, of teams that could very easily come Christmas. You know, we've got so many games, you could quite easily find yourself comfortably in the playoffs. Is that is that something you're aiming for at all? Yeah, I with not having. Um... A first round pick my aim has always been like sixth uh, i don't think i've ever missed out on the top six and if there was going to be a season yeah. for it it would be this season <laughs> have i missed out on the top six once 2019 <laughs> 20 he came 10th oh, oh i did that sorry was, yeah i did he gave up. yeah he gave up a bit i did give up because I, again i was i was just scoring so well and kept losing and it was so frustrating um but it happens. I, I think that was when you asked about it before. I think that season was just, you know, it's going to happen. I'm going to score well. I'm going to lose. Um, and it, it might just seem that way because it's 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 happening to me. And obviously it's from my perspective. But I do seem to always be top scoring, like scoring well and still losing. I mean, it shows that I've conceded the second most points. Um, but, you know, by the by, I'll, uh, I do want to aim for playoffs. Um, I think I've got a team that's capable of it if I make good free agent pickups like I did the last two weeks so well that's what you've got to do in, in the absence of a first rounder is you've got to be smarter than than the others yeah. you, know, you you do have that in you to you know especially looking at some of the, the players in the league um, yeah. in terms of their activity at, at three o'clock on a Tuesday um, UK time obviously um, 10 o'clock for you 10 o'clock for me at the moment yeah so you're you're going to be there, although you haven't made any waiver claims this this week, I don't think. Yeah, I picked up a couple. Did you? Oh, I missed that. I <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, okay, fair enough. Oh, yeah, you, you did, and I, I posted it on Twitter, and I immediately yeah. got uh, good memory. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you've got to work that little bit harder to get the advantage, and yeah, I mean you're scoring well. Um, you are you're you're potentially only one win away from. Uh, I don't know who you've got this weekend. It's got um, Ben Ooh. and his two first rounders. Ben and his third, That's Andy. Andy and his four first rounders. So if you beat Ben, you are probably going to be in the 
in the playoffs. So, do you look yeah. when you're looking at the actual the twelve players that are in it? And I'm looking down now. Obviously, you're really strong, Andy. As much as I don't like to say it, Gary's really strong. Hopefully, Jordan will drop off a little bit with his Chelsea stack. But Luke's really strong. Ben's coming into fruition. Obviously, I'm in and around there. Mike's no slouch. Um, Scott's got a great team. Obviously, Ryan, you've you've got a great team on your day. Unfortunately, you've had some hit and miss results. Chan's got a great team. Dan's been unlucky in, well, Julian's... Julian, but there's, there's, there's 11 out of 12 there that I'd say could make the playoffs. And and, yeah. and that's... I don't think that's been the case in the last... Ever since I, I came back in the last sort of three years, I don't think it's happened where I've thought that 11 out of 12 could make, could make it. To be fair to Dan, and, you know, obviously he's having a bad time and hopefully he does want to still be involved in the league. He, I, I like his team. I, yeah, I, yeah. Every I week as well on the waivers, he makes smart decisions. He has got a good team. He's he's yeah. making the right choices. He's just not getting the rub of the green, and he's, you know, he's not that far away. He's only six points behind you, Ryan. So, yeah, he is. He, I, I looked at his team the other day, and like, if if he said let's do a straight swap team for team, it would be hard to say no. Yeah, like he's he's got he's got some very good players. He's got Madison, he's got Lukaku, he's got Fabinho who scores well. He's, he's got Laporte who's doing all right for City. Tarkowski, obviously one of my players that I dropped and I'd like back. Ramsdale's what the <laughs> second or third best keeper in the yeah. game. That was that was um, my error. Dinye wants Everton start playing well. Dinye is an absolute steal for any fantasy manager in this in in this league. He's got Greenwood who's good. He's got Armstrong who's good. I don't know why he's keeping hold of Ricardo Pereira. He's just like last week when I played him, he had Madison who's had two like massive weeks before that. And then he plays me and I've got uh, Harvey Barnes and Harvey Barnes scored and Madison didn't do anything. And it was funny watching that game because I think Harvey Barnes didn't pass to Madison at one point. I think I pointed it out in our group chat, not that anyone could see it, but I was like, Harvey Barnes hasn't passed to Madison and Madison is pissed. Yeah, and then they spent the rest away. of the game not passing to each other. And it was amazing. Because every time Madison had the ball, he'd lose it. And every time Harvey Barnes got the ball, he'd shoot. So if Madison had a pass to Harvey Barnes, Madison would have had a bunch of, you know, key passes. And he yes. didn't. And it was just brilliant watching it. Like, I know it's, and like Dan's one of my closest friends. But it was just great just seeing, like, his team fall apart in that moment because we were playing each other that week. So. Yeah, he, uh, I think it was, it came about, didn't it, that Madison had played a... Uh, a ball to Harvey Barnes and he wanted it back. I think yeah, Harvey yeah. Barnes tried to give it to him, but he, he yeah. defended blocked the ball and he went mental at him, didn't he? Yeah, he got crowded out by two or three players. He tried to yeah, play yeah. two passes to Madison, it didn't get to him. Madison's just screaming on the side, like, why didn't you pass it to me as Harvey Barnes yeah. is tracking back? I'm like, well, you can see why you're not playing for a top three club. Like, poor lad, not not just his dress sense, it's, uh, it's, it's just his attitude as well. Yeah. But yeah, like realistically, apart from uh, Julian, because I just don't know what's going on with the. Uh, we'll with we'll find out. We've, we've got him on on the. I think it's the week commencing the third of January, so we'll oh, find nice. out what what the hell goes on in his head. <laughs> like, uh, he has a great team as well. He's got Zaha, Mora, Smith Rowe, Jorginho. He's got Bruno Fernandez. He got first pick this year, and he's still last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. A, a penny for his thoughts, I'd say. But yeah, I'm I'm going back to the original question. I'm I'm hoping I can get into the top six. I really want to be in the playoffs. I think I can do it. You think I was, that was going to be my question? Do you think you can? Do you think you will? I think I can. At, at some point in the league, I, I, it's going to work out that I will be less unfortunate than I have been. Like in the week, a couple of weeks ago, when I beat you, Andy, you were the third highest. I think you were the fourth highest scorer. You got 147 points. The only people who got more than you were uh, Gary, who scored 162, um, Scott scored 160, and then Ben scored 150. So you were the fourth or fifth highest scorer in the, in the league that week, and you just you were unlucky. And which, which is unusual considering how much luck he has had <laughs> over yeah, the last exactly. few games. It is allegedly. No, you've said it yourself. Well, <laughs> no Traore when he played Ben, he didn't come on. Two points he needed. Lukaku came on. I mean, we've been over this, but it's nice to go over it again. Lukaku came on, needed six points, didn't get anything against me. Phillips 
did something unphillips like and fouled someone and, and got a booking and unfortunately we are player and then just um the Lukaku thing, right? So I gave Dan Lukaku. I got Kane. Kane's game got uh, postponed because of the snow. Yep. Had Dan have had had Dan have had had, <laughs> had Dan had Kane, he would have put in. I think it would have been Rico Henry. Instead of playing Lukaku, who was on the bench, he would have put in Henry, and he would have beat me. Yep. So that yep. trade, even though I didn't play the player. That trade won me the game, so that's not that's not luck. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> accurately, uh, I'm sounding. I am going to sound like Jordan at some point, aren't I? So, Fortunately. Yes. Oh, Speaking <laughs> of Jordan, this this is an unorthodox question, and I, I might have to cut this from the podcast. But he has offered me a trade while we've been uh, recording. Okay. And I just want to talk it out with you if I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it. It's not, it's not a bad trade, and and hopefully we can keep this in. Jordan, let's let's have it known that Jordan isn't a bad trader. He doesn't offer no, bad trades. I agree. Yeah. And he does, he does. He'll always talk to you as well before sending the trade. But he's he's very very good at trading. He's, so he's I expect this to be decent. Yeah, it is. And he did send me a message beforehand. He wants Joel Matip. Okay. Which is understandable. He's going to give me one of Ryan's old friends, Maxwell Corney. Oh, that's a tough one for me. He's injured though, isn't he, Corner? He he came off injured at the weekend, but he's looking like it's only a minor thing. I'm sort of tempted by that. Well, you did say to me a few weeks ago that you've got five defenders, so you know I've got I've got a choice. Well, Corner is a midfielder forward, so that's all of the. He's what Rich James wants to be. That gives you a lot of flexibility. Yeah, it does, yeah. yeah. Forward midfielder, yeah, yeah. Having if, said that, oh, no, maybe I could. So what what do you think? Is that a good... Um, Personally, if it was me, I wouldn't, just because I think Chelsea, Liverpool's defensive, um, our defence is, is proving to be a beauty this year when he's next to Van Dijk. Yeah. Um, and he, I reckon he'll get you more points than Corner will. But that's... That's yep. me sitting in sixth, and you're, you know, you're the authority running away with the league. So, <clears throat> no, I think I think you're right. Gonna, what do you reckon, Ryan? I just wouldn't because I wouldn't want to give someone who is a challenger for your. I know you're three, you're three games ahead of him, but he is. He has five Chelsea defenders. Yeah, and when Chelsea are on, they're on. But at the moment. Well, three of them have got, so he, 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 got COVID or injured. They're injured, I think. He, he, he's got Chilwell, Chalaba, uh, Rudiger, Thiago Silva and Christensen, I think. Yeah, no, but Christensen's he, he, at Luke, but yeah, sorry, okay. go on. He's thinking what I'm thinking in that Chelsea are in a period where they're going to concede a few goals. Maybe not against Leeds, but, you know, going forward. They've been, it seems like they've been figured out and... He might be thinking, okay, if I can get some stability in Liverpool, because Liverpool are looking good. Yes. But again, with Liverpool, they've still got Gomez, they've got Matip, uh, sorry, they've got Gomez, Matip, Van Dijk, Konate, Nat Phillips. Like, they've got a bunch of defenders now who yeah. can realistically fill the games. And during during a festive period where a game is going to be coming thick and fast, is Matip going to be playing every game? Maybe not. And if, if you think Corne is going to be back, it might be a smart idea to have him because Burnley need. need but, New Year is around the time where Burnley start picking up points, and Corne is going to be vital to them picking up points. So, thank so, you. A long, long story short, Ryan, keep Matip. Is that what we're saying? No, I'm saying go Corne. Yeah, oh, right, okay. <laughs> that's not what he was saying at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have made a decision, and it is final, uh, and I have rejected it. Okay. Because yeah. I think I think now you're right. It's that. Well, no, both of you are right. I don't want to give. Jordan, a solid defender. When yeah. even if, if Matip drops out for one of the games over Christmas or even two, Corne is probably going to be injured for one or two of them anyway. So yeah, yeah. There we go. And that's going to stay in the podcast. So yeah, Jordan yeah. Can hear the um, Do you know that they're actually um, there's there's a lot of buzz again in the in the uh, in the group for wanting this podcast to be released and 
Um, I, I really like it. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm, I buzz every week. Like, <laughs> I count down the hours and, and days so I can sit and talk about the league and stuff. Um, but yeah, there has been a lot of excitement, which is again great. Good. I've enjoyed being on. Good fun. Uh, is there anything else you would you would like to share with us, fantasy or otherwise, Ryan? Um, <laughs> more questions. I think you uh, wanted to do a prediction on who you think will win the league, and of course, yeah, nothing. But nothing, nothing off the top of my head. No, I just want Newcastle to start doing well now. I've picked up uh, Willock because he did well last season. I hope he he does well now. Who's your who's your biggest rival? Actually, we didn't get touched upon this. This was. Um, a question that I got asked last week, and I had about seven or eight. So, have you got one in particular, or in, in the, the league? Host? In the league, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in life, who's in your life? Who's your in life? Many rivals in life. No, my biggest rival in the league, I think it was. It's honestly always been like Dan. Like yeah. me and Dan, for the last at least two seasons, have been fighting it out for like fifth and sixth place. I think it was Dan, me, and Chan last year fighting it out for the. Like fifth and sixth, and I think I ended up fourth somehow. You did. Um, yeah, I can't say. But it's it's always and I think in and around the same kind of position. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'd say Dan overall. Good shout. I'd pro- I'd have, I would have probably gone with with that if I'm being honest, knowing you both. But yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I think I think that's uh, to to wrap up. That's a, a a good a good question to end on, unless you've got. Anything else to ask our esteemed guest, Andy? No, I think uh, I really enjoyed that and I'm um, glad we got to do one of these again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For the record, I do think uh, Andy's going to win the league barring a major, major screw-up. But it's I know he's, already, about the he's already started second-guessing himself a little bit, so I'm wondering <laughs> if the cracks will continue to grow. But hopefully he uh, he puts uh, he plasters over those cracks and <laughs> throw it away. The, but if he the... throw it away, I really do want Gary to win Anyone yeah. saved in my contacts is never wins because he talks a big game every year and always fails to. He 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 was he he, he had his um, ribbons on the trophy last year. He was practicing his victory speech three weeks in advance, thinking, "Oh, it's only now in the." <laughs> and, yeah, and it was it was glorious to see. Do you so, know though? Because obviously, I didn't know Jordan that well last year, and we. He was probably the least person I spoke to, if I'm being honest. And there were, there were obviously before COVID, there was his wedding that was going to happen in in June, and he said he's going to crown the champion at his yeah. wedding. Now I hadn't had an invite to the wedding, and all year I was saying to my missus, "I'm going to win. If I win, what do I do? Because I'm not invited, but I can't just date crash <laughs> to get my trophy." Which you can. But yeah, it was it, it was. I'm glad the dilemma didn't didn't come about. But I um, yeah, I was wondering what what I would have going to do. They were the rules set out by the league commissioner, and if he didn't want you to get crashes wedding, he shouldn't have put such a, uh, you know, such a train in motion. If he wanted to crown the <laughs> victor at his wedding, then you just barge in during the first dance, <laughs> plop, a, plop a chair down, sit there in the middle, and say, "Right, crown, crown them my head," <laughs> yeah. or just you know, shove them out of the way and have the first dance with uh, Cindy instead. I think that's oh, only, that would only be fair. It would be. I don't, I don't know if he'd take it, take it that right. well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I met her for the first time when we played foot and golf about four months ago or something, but yeah, that would have been amazing. She would have, ex- I'm, I'm sure, the little that I know her, she would have just been like, oh, Jordan's done something wrong. And she'd have just gone with it. Because as, as much as we know Jordan isn't cool, she must be cool for, for being with Jordan. So, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Might as well end on that flank because that's that's a lovely way to finish the podcast. I think Ryan has left us on that note. <laughs> yeah, just gone. He <laughs> slammed Jordan and then he's gone. Dropped the mic and left. Uh, yeah. So who have we got next week? We've got Mike. We've got a two-time um, winner of, of the league, Michael Forrester, and his Onyel Edison. Onyel Edison, wow. even. On your lettuce. Lead better's come come to fall. No, but I'm I'm really excited to to get his take. I, I do believe he's um a mastermind of of the yeah. fan tracks. Um he's one he's one that I was always scared of because I think he thinks about it in a different way to other people. Yeah, to us um, laymen. To us, to us normal people. Yeah. 
but he's he's got a very he's always managed to pick out the, the sort of the unfashionable good players. Yeah, I've got him this week as well, so I'm I'm hoping I, I have a good positive result going into our podcast next. I think we're on Tuesday, aren't we? Because yes. uh, because we're watching the Spider Man not together on Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know why I keep adding that in. Sorry, you keep I would I would have I would have watched it with you. <laughs> uh, not yeah. together. We're not going to watch it together. <laughs> anyway, thank you very yeah. much for joining me. No, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I've I'll loved it. Next week. Yeah, six days. I'm not counting. Six days and seven days till Spider-Man. Not that we're going to watch it together. <laughs> I've got to be in the sort of heading our titles for next week or so this week's when you do the editing. It's oh. a podcast for us. Yes. Nice one. Well, yes, we'll see you next week. And you will do. Good luck not, again. Not a Spider-Man. <clears throat> no, not a Spider-Man. I hope you enjoy Spider-Man because I won't know because I'm not going to be there with you. So enjoy it. Yeah, YouTube pals. I'll see you later. See you later. Bye. Bye.